Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator and around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com and the internet where you'll find the audio only live stream links to our podcasts and of course all the social media streams as well. Today is... November the 11th, 2022, and it is Veterans Day, my friends, the day that we remember all those who served us here in these United States defending the cause of liberty. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. Do you solemnly swear? To support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and to bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of those officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. The armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The timing of this holiday is quite deliberate in terms of historical fact. But somehow it always seems quite fitting to me that this day comes deep in autumn when the colors are muted and the days seem to invite contemplation. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise, but most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. In memory of those who gave the last full measure of devotion, may our efforts to achieve lasting peace 
gain strength. Let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and born by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Thank you to those who served. Thank you to those who have given all in, uh, in the pursuit of liberty and the pursuit of freedom. We thank you, each and every one of you. All right. Uh, now that I got some dust here in the studio, <clears throat> uh, we appreciate you guys coming on board for this Firearms Friday. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Some of the things that are going to be coming out of the uh, uh, elections that we've seen here, because there was only the pink tickle instead of the uh, uh, the, the pink tinkle, I guess is what it was, instead of the red wave is what we were saying. Um, that's going to have some ramifications. That's going to have some interesting ramifications, uh, on, uh, gun rights and the fight over guns here, uh, in the short and the, in, in the near term and then in the far term as well. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to open up our phone lines and, uh, do a little Q and a, uh, we'll do a little discussion on that. And, uh, if you want to thank a veteran today, uh, in, uh, calling up, uh, and talking to us uh, during the Q&A for that, feel free to do so. Um, it, is a, it is a good day uh, for that, to remember veterans and all that they do uh, and the sacrifices that they make uh, for that. So we, we appreciate that. Uh, all right. Um, oh, and then, in, sorry, it's just like an hour or two. I'm still, I'm almost there, almost there, almost 100%. Uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, Season 4 will be joining us uh, in hour two to give us a recap on what his thoughts are on the national election and what it means for uh, guns and gun control and uh, the battle over firearms. And uh, we will then finish up with Willie Waffle from wafflemovies.com. And we will talk uh, about all that here in just uh, in just a little bit. How about that? We got we, we got it. We got a full we got a full show today for you. It's going to be fun stuff. Uh, I want to appreciate you coming on, and I want to say thank you, by the way, to our friends uh, over there at Satellite West who help sponsor the program. Satellitewest.com is where you go 
whether you're uh, <clears throat> whether you're down in cake or chickaloon or chicken um, or uh, I mean Chilkoot, I mean wherever it is, Cantwell, all the C words anywhere in the state that begins with a C, they can find you a uh, they can find you a way to connect with the world. Now, whether that's a text message or sending an email or surfing the internet or making a phone call, Satellite West has got you squared away. Again, uh, go to SatelliteWest.com and find out how you too can connect to the Iridium Satellite Network and be in connection wherever you are. Craig, there you go, Craig, cake, I already said cake, uh, wherever it is, Satellite West will get you there. Special thanks to them to sponsor for sponsoring the program for today. So we, we say thank you to them for that. All right. <clears throat> so headlines, headlines, who's got your headlines? A uh, bunch of different headlines today, including um, some discussions on what is coming. Um, we're already seeing it. Uh, Michigan, now that they have uh, uh, taken back control, the Democrats have taken uh, control of the state legislature. Michigan, uh, with the uh, blessing of uh, Whitmer, is uh, now going to be looking at um, uh, at uh, adding some new gun control to the agenda. Co-chairs of the Michigan State uh, Democrats campaign arm, State Senator Jeremy Moss of Southfield, described the wins uh, in the state uh, legislature as being uh, an affirmation that, quote, this is the time for a new majority in Michigan. We ran a campaign on issues that actually matter to people in our state, reducing gun violence, protecting bodily autonomy, uh, abortion rights, and securing voting rights for all Michiganders. Uh, Republicans instead doubled down on homophobia and transphobia and found their out-of-whack priorities soundly rejected by the voters. The majority is a victory for everyone. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's happened. Um, this is similar to what happened back in 2019. Democrats in Virginia took control of both chambers. And uh, that was the first time they'd had control of both chambers for decades. And uh, they decided to um, they, they decided to just unleash the floodgates with more than a dozen gun control measures. And uh, that was a bit of a mistake because in response to the anti-gun legislation, more than 100 counties and towns across the state declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. So Michigan Democrats might be getting ready to do the same thing. Um, I mean, they're projected to have a two-seat majority in both the House and the Senate, which um, that, that it seems, you know, it's not super thick. Uh, it's not like a three-quarters majority or anything, but um, they still are going to have to work across the aisles. It'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table. But this is just the first step in uh, in the post-election process. This is the first uh, inkling of what's going on. Secondly, we saw in Oregon, they had a bill that was passed, which we're going to talk about here um, after the break and, and some phone calls, but... Uh, they had uh, Oregon's Measure 114. Now, technically, it's still hanging up in the air, but, uh, I mean, it's it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Um, it currently is a 50.8 to 49.2%, but uh, there's three quarters of the votes have been counted, uh, but more coming from Multnomah and Washington counties, where it's probably going to be 
a little bit higher support for this. We'll talk about this bill here in a minute, though. But these are just some of the repercussions for what's coming. Let's uh, go over to the phones, and we will take a call um, here and uh, see what see what you guys have to say. I guess I have to mute it before I unmute it. Let me go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yes, good morning. This is Bonnie in North Pole. Good morning, Bonnie. Well, I wanted to speak about and talk about that my father, Edgar Fleischer, who served during World War II in the Navy, and he's he's passed away now. Okay. Um, well, we thank him I for. Find it. Really, I find it really, yeah, I find it really hard lately. What he must be thinking about what's going on here in America. It's very sad sometimes for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's very bad. Uh, to me, it's like socialism and communism has taken over. And it's um, maybe other people don't think that way, but I do lately. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, well Bonnie, with the, <laughs> you have a good day. Thank you for sharing and thank you and thank him for his service. And I mean, they call him the greatest generation for a reason. You know what I mean? So, yes, he was. Yeah. All right, Bonnie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling in uh, on this Veterans Day, and thank you to your father for his service, and thank you all for your service um, in whatever conflict or war or peacetime that you served. We appreciate your sacrifice. We're going to continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We got more, more, uh, more things to discuss, including this uh, Oregon Measure One Fourteen. Got some other thoughts on where things are going for the election and how Brune is still going to protect us from many of these things. We'll suss some of that out with 114 as well. We'll be back with more The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return right after this. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. Okay, we're in the break. Whew. All right. Um. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. No sound. You guys should have heard all that. It was. It was blinking up all over the place. It was I was actually having to throttle it down. Didn't did everybody not have sound? Cause that's very sad if that's the case. Because that was a tremendous, tremendous video. Um right after I said Veterans Day, your show audio went off. So you guys are not hearing that. That's weird. Um so you guys are saying, are you guys not hearing? Raise your right hand and repeat after me. You guys not hearing that? Do you solemnly swear? So if you guys, did you guys just not hear that right there? Uh, Facebook had sound. Huh. No sound. Weird. Well, that's odd because that should be... Uh, 
Yeah, that should have come right through because I could hear it. I could see it. That's very sad. Um, I might have to play around with that because there will be times. Um, yeah. That's weird. I don't know why it would not. Um... Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, let me see here. Now that's going to bug me. Nope, that's not what I wanted. You can see it, but you can't hear it. Come back over here. Um, you can see it or you can hear it, but you can't see it. Let me go over here and see if I can. Um, uh, let's try that. Um, all right. Tell me if you can hear this. Important to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies. Did you guys hear that? Um, I just shared the link in the uh, I just shared the link in the chat room to that video. <clears throat> Sound came back right after the video. Well, it's because I wasn't talking. Um, still no sound. Well, that's that's odd. I've never had that problem before. I've showed I've shared YouTube video clips and clips from the desktop before. I wonder why. I wonder. I wonder what's going on, man. Um, uh, this has been, uh, I mean, it's been this way forever. This is how we've done it forever. Let's try that right there. See what that does. Uh, you sound on Facebook. Well, I mean, you can hear me, but you can't hear the video that I'm playing in the background. Here we go. I'm going to start it again. And domestic. And to bear true faith. And allegiance to the same. Then I will obey. Did you guys hear any of that? Bunch of troops taking the oath. Did anybody hear that? Um, no, I mean, Politidic, this is, I've been playing stuff, audio off the, uh, off YouTube and off the internet on the show for years. Huh. <clears throat> well, somebody made an update somewhere inside of the system. I'm going to have to futz around with it now. That's weird. Because that should, oh, well, maybe because I had to put it in full screen to do the thing there, huh? Try that. The orders of the President of the United States and the orders of. Did you guys hear that? Did you, did you hear that? I mean, this is really riveting for the podcast, but uh, I was just curious. I've got mice in there. Nope. All right. Well. You guys can go watch it on your own. It's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just posted the link again in the chat room. If you guys want to go watch it, there you go. You can go watch that video. It's very powerful. I skip through little pieces of it where there's no talking, but <sighs> the video. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, continue on here. Jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty. Do we have mice in here? I've got mice. Mice everywhere. Here we go. Jump it back into it. Let's get to it.
right. Oh, somebody said they actually could hear it on. Uh, all right. Welcome back to the program. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is Firearms Friday. And uh, we are just cruising on through. Coming up in hour two, we'll be talking with Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, and Willie Waffle. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the ramifications of the pink t- tinkle. And um, what does it mean for us, gun owners and gun aficionados, members of the gun culture? But first, let's go over to the phones on this Veterans Day. I'm glad I'm glad everybody on the radio heard that. Apparently, people who were watching on uh, on Facebook and YouTube didn't hear the audio for all that big Veterans Day tribute that I did. That was four minutes wasted of dead air. But, you know, hey, that's all good. All good. Let's uh, go over here and uh, see what you guys have to say. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Buenos Dias, Mike Brady from Las Vegas. Brady, what's on your mind? Well, I think we're going to have to change uh, Firearms Fridays to uh, Bioweapon Fridays. And uh, I got some really good information, really, what started the war in Ukraine and why Vlad went in to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Is he intercepted messages from the Ukraine Biolab to our government, Department of Defense. They were inquiring into drones that were able to fly 300 miles into Russia carrying an 80-liter aerosolized venom. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go disperse that on Russia, and Vlad said, no way. We did, they, he then went into Ukraine and shut down 46 biolabs. Right. They were using mosquito drones, aerosolized and powderized venom, Okay. They were going to spray it on the Ukrainians. So, That's what they did on us that started the COVID problem here. It was never a virus. Okay. It- all right. So it's all about Vlad being preemptive and protecting Mother Russia. Of course, had nothing. I mean, he was he was never in the wrong, Brady, right? He was never in the wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks. Let's, uh, go, let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene in Kodiak. Um, I agree with Bonnie in North Pole. I just heard on uh, Dr. James Dobson, Focus on the Family. It was on from 5.30 to 6 this morning. Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, he said that um, the Army is giving $50,000 sign-up bonus to get people into the Army and that they are waiving a lot of things that you're not qualified for, maybe. Right. Because uh, they're looking for people. Sometimes to... the females. Yeah. Yes. People are coming. They're overweight. Diabetes comes with that. There's two years gender change surgery and hormones that we pay for. And then um, AIDS. They're keeping people with AIDS. But the religious vaccine exemptions are dumped. And he said uh, just one week before graduation, Coast Guard guys were kicked out of uh, the military. And then um, all branches of the military are at least 15% down. And he said that he played two clips. 
One was an Admiral Benson, a pilot, Vietnam, who was did the Morse code, and with Morse code, with blinking his eyes, he played the clip. The men actually spelled out Morse code torture, that people are not learning the code of conduct and what to do and what not to do as a POW. And the other clip was uh, military men in Iran, and they were said that they were being treated like guests. It's, I got the impression like they were praising their captors. Mm. And what's happening in Kodiak now is the Coast Guard are being um, dismissed when they don't when they don't get the vaccine. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, this is we knew this was going to be a challenge uh, for the military, especially for those who couldn't get religious exemptions and everything else. Um, and uh, you knew it was going to be a problem. I don't know what the long term solution to this is, Carlene, um, how it will affect American readiness yes. or uh, or anything else. But it is troubling, especially since here we are, uh, however many, uh, what, two or three years into it now. And people are. You know, they've had the vaccine, they've had the boosters, they're still getting the COVID. They're thinking, I've got the COVID for the first time in, well, how it's been almost almost three years. I almost made it to the three-year mark before I got it. And it was like, you know, it was like getting the flu. Uh, but I didn't have the vaccine. But other people have had it, and they keep getting it. And everybody, you know, I mean, it, it, again, I don't, I don't. I don't understand the mandate on top of everything else. Uh, but what really worries me is what it does to our readiness. That's what really worries me, Carlene. Um, and, uh, you know, exactly. but, but I want to say thank you to all the veterans out there for their service and everything that they do. Um, Carlene, thank you for calling but in today. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, you broke up. What was that? Oh, yesterday at the senior center, I usually take my lunch from the back door and eat it at the beach, but I didn't bring a fork. So I went in and I, they were honoring our vets with a free meal. And yeah. it wasn't just roast beef this time. It was a nice, it was just a beautiful meal. And I just happened to sit. There were three vets at the table. Right. And because no one wants to tell those stories, um, they opened up a little bit. You know, those stories are so horrendous. Yeah. You don't talk about those things. Yeah. No, a lot of them uh, definitely don't want to talk about their time in service, especially during wartime. Pretty tough stuff, but they got to carry those scars, so we should be thanking them for that. Thank you, Carlene. I appreciate your call. Uh, let's go over here, take some more phone calls. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Michael, how you doing? It's Fred in Rhode Island. How you been? Hey, Fred. How are you, my friend? What's happening over there on the Big East Coast? Well, well I've been a little under the weather for the last couple of weeks. I haven't been able to call in other things, but uh, I'm back. Well, good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, the reason I'm calling today is <laughs> the reason I'm calling today is you know as, as a result of the election, you know instead of having like you mentioned before, you know the uh, you know the, the pink wave instead of the red wave. I think that, you know, they're going to be a little emboldened as to continuing on with this, this so-called, uh, you know, gun control, you know, gun safety measures, as they like to put it, which is, you know, that, 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 that's a lot of garbage, you know. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they, you know, they're going to be a little more emboldened as to you know, moving on to phase two, whatever, whatever, whatever phase two involves. 
it's just going to be more of an infringement on our, on our Second Amendment rights. And, you know, eventually it's just going to be an erosion of all of them. I mean, that's the end game, you know, down with the second and then the first and the fourth and the ninth, and then all of it's going to go down. So, you know, I think we have to really step up, you know, and step up and pay attention. And, the, you know, the, even though they won the election, you know, it's not over. It's definitely right. not over. Right. Because we always have, I mean, as, as difficult as it could be in a hard road, if they really get out of control, there's always the recall. I know the re- they pull recalled off and they try to rig those, those elections, too. And I'm not saying anything was rigged, but then again, I'm not going to rule it out either. I think that's something <laughs> that we have to be diligent and continue to look at and well, you know, pull, you know, roll the stones over and see if a crit is running around underneath. You know, right. Hiding, of course, but they like to do. Right. And uh, you know, figure out figure out exactly, and then be able be able to counter them by any means necessary in order to maintain our you know our our. our well, and I, look, I think, our, our, Fred, our this is this is what I've said. I think that our uh, the the way the way back towards you know kind of sanity in these kind of things is what I've been talking about on Firearms Friday, uh, which is we we need to reach more into the middle. We need to reach more, you know, we need to quit having this argument over the far left and the far right and screaming at each other and everything else. All the folks in the independents in the middle, they're just kind of fed up with it, right? And so they're just kind of grabbing. We need to reach more into the into the middle and explain ourselves and to educate folks as to why we do things the way that we do. We need to be understanding. We need to give some history. We need to you know, we need to be able to learn that art of, of uh, you know, of rhetoric, the logic, rhetoric, reason. We need to be able to debate somebody and when it's all said and done, still be friendly about it, whether we agree or not. I think that's what we need to do. I think you'll see a lot of that stuff come back around. This politics of personal destruction, I think, is one of the reasons why things keep getting worse and worse. That's just that's just me. Well, you know, it, well, yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. But, you know, a lot of it, too, I believe, you know, has to do with the the whole, you know, it's only a small majority of the people who are really whacked out in this whole thing. You know, the real hardcore uh, liberal socialist communists, you know, who sit there. And we somehow weasel their way into positions of power and now pushing, you know, not, now, now driving the bus. And I think that... Uh, you know, the bulk majority, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Democrats out there that are not on board with this. But then again, they're afraid to go up against the establishment as to be, you know, taken down. You know, ridiculed rather, you know, look, look what they're doing to Joe Manchin. They'd like to take Joe Manchin and throw him over his head, you know. Right. But however, he, 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 will, he, will stand, he will stand strong otherwise. Right, right. You know? And I think we have, and I think the bulk majority of people, he stayed at the middle. The middle has to be shown the truth. I think the truth is obvious. I mean, you get, you know, Biden buffoon up there spilling things up royally on a daily basis. And people sit there and say, this is a good thing? I mean, come on, you know. Oh, come on. How, 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 can, how can they put up with this green, this, this green, this, you know, the Green New Deal project, which is ruinous? How can they sit there and sit there and call gun control? It's not gun control. It's violence control. It's criminal control. It's drug control. It's all those things that lead up to where we are today. And it's not it's not the Second Amendment, a peaceful people who own firearms, support the Second Amendment and the Constitution, who are the problem. Right. Never have been the problem, that will be the problem. But yeah. then again, they all vote the vote majority just on the conservative public. Right. That, that, they are the enemy. They are the enemy. Well, because, the again, those little shiny 
guns are the easy target, right? I mean, it's hard to look at all the factors that create people. Oh, so you know, that, yeah, right. that, yeah, that create, uh, you know, criminals. What are all the factors that create criminal? You know, environment, upbringing, social structure, uh, you know, e- economics. I mean, all those things help contribute to whether or not somebody takes, right. you know, you know, drugs. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other things. Guns are just the easy knee-jerk reaction. Uh, 99.99% of all gun owners in America are lawful, legal, law-abiding citizens, you know. It's that 0.1% that screws it up, for, you know, that, that have guns, uh, that are using guns, that are the bad, that you know, the bad guys. That's what's going on. I mean, you've got a nation of 300 and, uh, 320, 330 million people with 450, 500 million guns, and you, you know, your homicide rate is in, you know, somewhere around, you know, 15,000 people a year, that's a tragedy for 15,000 people. But statistically, it's a very, very small percentage. And yet they act like it happens on every street corner, every day, everywhere around the world. Um, and where is most of this stuff happening? In these major metropolitan areas where they have heavy, heavy laws on all this stuff. I mean, this is not going to stop them. This is not going to stop them over and over and over again. Well, you know, it's obvious that they're after, after, they're after social control, you know, and they're not the guns, they're after social control. And guns are just a, a means of, of eliminating any type of opposition to it. And the, the, the proof in the quoting of that seems to be that whenever you have two groups of people, one, one group of people that are doing wrong and the other side of the people that are doing right, and, you know, it's only common sense and reason to believe that they would side with, the, side with those who are doing the right. Do not create a problem. Do not create a problem. Do not assault them. But exercise a right for their own self-defense and their own, you know, under the Constitution. Right. In, in, in the Second Amendment. Exercising, you know, their own, their own, their own personal protection and their own right to own and keep firearms. And they, you know, they sit there and they go after the wrong and sit there and we're going to support the wrong and we're just going to down take the right. And I, we, we have a logic behind that. It's the only source that comes from it outside international uh, influence on what they're trying to do to us. You know, that's, that's, I think the Soros is, the Bloomberg, the only clown gig, the rest of these people who are sitting there and they started on with the globalists. And the globalists want to destroy it. They want to turn right. the country into like that. They well, pop it up like a cow. Remember, you know, this is and always. I think we got to put a foot down and say that is never going to happen. Fred, remember, this is ultimately always about you know control. We call it gun control, but really, it's just about control. That's the that's the bottom line because yeah, it's about people control because a lot of these folks out there on that side, especially the elitists, believe that the only way society can move forward is with the direct benevolent intervention of government. And you know what's holding up uh, the direct benevolent intervention of government? All those pesky laws and rights and those people with firearms who would say no. That's what it's that's what it's uh, that's what's going on right now. Fred, thank you for your call, my friend. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better and uh, it's good to have you back. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We're going to go and take a quick break here in just a second and we will be back. The Michael Duke show continues. We're going to talk about I mean, you want to know how ridiculous some of this stuff is what we're talking about more laws and who do we blame and et cetera, et cetera. A Texas teen social media post has raised some of those questions. We're going to talk about that. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. 
The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is Firearms Friday. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Man, where does Brady get this stuff, huh? I mean, yeah. Um, I think I, uh, I think I found where uh, all this stuff came with. Um, I think I found what the problem was. We're going to try this again. And you guys are going to tell me whether or not this, uh, you can hear the audio now. They updated my software and uh, there was a new application thing that I didn't see that maybe they split it out. So tell me if you can hear this audio. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. Okay, so could you hear that? Could you? Whoa, man, check that out. That's trippy. Um, Could you hear that? You could hear that? Okay. I'm making sure. If you guys can hear it, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so apparently when they updated my software, they created a whole new application for, um, anyway. It used to all be included in one thing, and so they changed stuff around. Okay. So, uh, well, why not? Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that again, shall we? Shall we do that again? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll play it for you because it was, it was definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the watch. Here you go. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. I you solemnly swear. Support and defend defend. the Constitution of the United States States. against all enemies, enemies. foreign and domestic, domestic. and to bear true faith faith. and allegiance to the same, same. that I will obey obey. the orders of of the President of the United States States. and the orders of of those officers officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. The armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The timing of this holiday is quite deliberate in terms of historical fact. But somehow it always seems quite fitting to me that this day comes deep in autumn when the colors are muted and the days seem to invite contemplation. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise, but most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be 
revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. In memory of those who gave the last full measure of devotion, may our efforts to achieve lasting peace gain strength. Let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Woof. Yeah. <clears throat> Dang. No sound again. That's weird. It was working. It was working. All right. Well, never mind. Uh, I've linked this video four or five times this morning already. It. I can't. I was look. I couldn't. I was no sound again. I don't understand what the hell is going on. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's because it doesn't want me to play it on. Who knows? Because it was working. They said it was working. You could hear it now. Okay. Never mind. Here we go. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I can't. It's one of those days. One of those days where things were working and then they weren't and then there are and then they're not. And then they are and then whatever. Okay, one final segment here uh, in this hour. I guess I should just focus on, I mean, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to share something great with the audience on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, I couldn't. I'm a little sad. A little sad today. All right, well, let's uh, continue on, and we will go over here and uh, take a look at some of the other stories that we've been discussing. Um, you know, all they ever want is, it seems like they being the powers that be, all they ever want is uh, 
more gun control. That's always the answer. More gun control. Um, even in uh, something like in Seattle, right? So they had a shooting in one of their schools. It was a one-on-one kind of thing. Uh, first time in 30 years anybody has been a student was shot and killed in a Seattle public school. Uh, 14-year-old allegedly smuggled a gun into the school, then shot another student. It was a targeted attack uh, this week. The 14-year-old attacker and another student, 15, have been arrested. Um, On Wednesday, the uh, the uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, state legislators couldn't pinpoint exactly. Harold, his name was Harold, couldn't pinpoint a specific policy response to this incident, but suggested that the state consider a number of approaches, including training requirements, extending waiting periods, and assault rifle bans. This pretty much is the answer to everything all the time. Here's what they said in a written statement. It's too early to know which exact gun safety measures might have prevented this tragedy. It, it, the simple fact is, is there are too many guns in our communities and those guns are too easy to access. He noted that action will save lives and inaction too often results in tragedy. So again, let me, let me break this down for you here. A 14 year old kid. Gets a, gets a gun, despite every state, federal, local mandate against it, in a state that has mandatory storage laws, that has universal background checks, and everything else. And the issue is, is that they're not, there just aren't enough gun control laws. And, of course, they also said that, you know, we needed an, an assault weapons ban. But even though, consider, I mean, the kids smuggled the gun into school. I'm assuming it was a handgun since it's kind of hard to smuggle an AR-15 into any place like that. Right? So how is a new assault weapons ban going to, um, because that's what he wanted. He wanted wanted, uh, to include training requirements, extended waiting periods, and assault rifle bans. So how exactly is this going to stop or would it have stopped this? That's the thing. They can never point to a specific thing that would have stopped the incident because he's 14 years old. He's not supposed to have a gun. It's all supposed to be taken care of. It's supposed to be locked up and safely stored. It's, I mean, it's all just all these things and all the, there, you can't, what? You can't fix it. You can't. Now, if you wanted to call for increased school security, that would make sense. You know, more thorough metal detection checks or whatever. But he, you know, he either obtained this gun from the black market or took it from an adult who, again, this is supposed to be a safe storage state, right? They're supposed to have everything's locked up. So that clearly didn't work. But the fact that, again, that, look, this isn't about guns. This this is, again, trying to legislate um, evil or insanity. That's what this is about. Trying to legislate evil or insanity. And this is not, this is not how you do it. But this is the reaction every time. And this is what they said. Again, 
this this should be a comment that you should take out and be boilerplated and have it printed on a plaque. It's too early to know which exact gun safety measures might have prevented this tragedy. There are just too many guns in these communities and guns are too easy to access. Really? I mean, you guys have done everything in in Washington state just about to prevent you know, no private transfers, no, you know, you have to have a background check. You have to have mandatory safe storage. You know, in most areas inside Seattle, they've got, you know, magazine capacity things. They got all this. I mean, the issue isn't that there's just not enough gun control. How much is, so what is it? Just a universal outright ban? Hey, the. This kid wasn't supposed to have any of it. I mean, he's 14 years old. But it's too early to know exactly which gun safety measures might have prevented this tragedy. Yes, none of the ones you mentioned would have prevented that. Because, I mean, the assault weapons ban means nothing. The extended waiting period, what, this kid walked into a gun store and they gave him a gun on the spot? That waiting period would have stopped him from going to school. He was 14 years old. Uh, training requirements. He again. Let again. Let me point out. Fourteen years old. None of uh, what does one have to do with the other? You know. That's like saying, uh, you know, uh, we. <laughs> I can't even think of a good analogy. You know, that's like saying uh, I really like lemonade and tomato juice is red. I mean, what? That's the what? That means nothing. We need training requirements and extended waiting periods and assault rifle bans. That had, this kid was 14. None of those would have applied to him because it was already illegal for him to have a gun. How is that going to help? And then we got the stupid patrol down here in Texas, state of Texas, some kid on Snapchat showed a picture of a bunch of guns and quoted them as saying school supplies. They began an investigation. They transferred the kid to a youth detention facility and maybe they caught it ahead of time. Um, maybe it was a joke. I doubt it. I'm just saying this is not the kind of things that you joke about. Um, especially in place like Texas after El Paso and Uvalde and everything else, you just, you don't mess around. But again, stupid, stupid kids. Sometimes they just do, do stupid things, stupid, stupid things. And finally, uh, for the, well, I want to talk about this. There's an editorial in, uh, the Albuquerque journal. And the title of the editorial is uh, Gun Owners Must Help Keep Firearms Out of the Wrong Hands. And just the whole tone of it kind of pisses you off when you first read it. But then as you go further into it, you realize that he may have a point that we do have a responsibility as lawful law-abiding gun owners. We do have a responsibility to make sure that we don't make it easy for criminals to have access. And uh, we might talk about that here um, in uh, in just a, in just a little bit. And we still have to talk about Oregon's measure 114 as well, which is coming out. 
and uh, it's it's hanging in the balance. It's like 50.8% to 49.2%. I mean, it's 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 right there hanging in the wind. It may or may not pass. Looks like it probably will, but we'll give you some details on that and what does it mean. And more, plus Chris Chang and Willie Waffle and all that other stuff. It is Firearms Friday. Oh, the phone lines are open too. Why not? The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no more hammers. No more whatever. Can hear you, but not the video. I'm so disappointed in all that. I'm so disappointed. I don't know why, because it used to be that you could, uh, you know, you could hear all this stuff all the time, and uh, didn't matter. I had to be careful what I would, what I was Raise looking right at, it, looking at in the background. I say your name. I you solemnly swear. I don't know. The Constitution of the United States. I don't know. Against all enemies. All right. Foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith. What else we got? And allegiance to the same. Then I will obey. will uh, turn that off there. Okay. Uh, kids do stupid things like sex-affirming surgery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I understand the basics of owning a gun. I'm confused, says Gordon. Whoops. Very good. The underst- I understood the basics of owning a gun at 12 years of age because my father trained me would not let me go shoot my gift until I took a hunter safety course. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right? What has common sense ever, when has common sense ever applied to, uh, <laughs> to government regulations, asking for a friend? That's a good question. That's a great question. Is it not? That is a good, good question. All right. Uh, let's do over there. Turn that over there. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay. All right. I'm going to sneeze here. Oh, it's right there in my nose. You can feel it. Well, it's Friday, and uh, we're just uh, hanging out and enjoying ourselves. Kind of a relaxing uh, day this morning after a week of uh, struggle. So I appreciate you guys sticking around with us and, uh, and sticking through that. Um, interestingly enough, all week with election stuff, we were approaching a hundred viewers every day, every day we were approaching or over a hundred viewers today. We got 35 just thinking guns are not, you know, not as big a deal to most people as they are to me. Just, that's just what I'm thinking. Most people just don't care. Um, Safe storage is brilliant as well. Hey, hang on, home invader. Before you rape and murder us and steal our stuff, I have to run to my gun safe. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, they do make all different kinds of, I mean, I think, I think some, you know, if you've got a gun safe for the bulk of your storage, that's a good thing, right? But there's a few, like if you're going to defend your home, you're going to have a few that are out of the gun safe, ready to hand, ready to go, loaded for bear, so to speak. I've never, I've never understood that. The number one safety action they could do is take those guns away from criminals. If caught with a gun and a criminal, they get locked up. Not just catch and release. If mental health issues in schools are detected, parents are contacted and help is sought for the child, not kept hidden from them like you do with gender dysphoria. Yeah, I mean, they ought to throw the books at some of these criminals. I mean, felon in possessions, things like that. I mean, if, if they're violent criminals and they get caught again, you know, with a gun, blah, 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 you know, doing violent stuff. That's when they put you under the jail the second time. No, no, the the student was not shot by an assault rifle because he smuggled it into school. Uh, it was a, it obviously was a handgun. Uh, but that, don't worry, that legislators got you all scored away. Um. Okay. Thank you to everyone that has served. All right, not hearing anything now. Yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't. I was. Playing the video, I can't look at the I can't look at the comments and play the video at the same time. That was part of the problem. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. That's it's, it's in the back of my mind. It's bugging me now. I'm trying to figure out why this doesn't work. I know I shouldn't. I know I'm fixated on it, but it's bugging the absolute hell out of me, and I don't know why. Um, remove that. Yes, I want to remove that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it can't. Uh, I don't know why it's not hearing the properties match same title. Windows mass match title. Boom. Okay. All right. Let's see. I don't know if that. I don't know if that'll work, but now it's bugging me. So. The order's off. The order's off. The president of the United States. So, I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but it's, it's bugging me, man. It is really bugging me. Um, I don't know why. Uh, okay. Don't let your kids join the underwear hammer fight club. No. Yes, I'm taking calls. Um, all right. Breaking news. Democrats to introduce sweeping legislation declaring all variety of hammers to be assault weapons. Quite possible. Quite possible. Um, oh man, you guys have got some good comments. Good comments this morning. All right. You guys can go watch the video for yourself. I'm going to quit farting around with it. I, I don't understand it. It's irritating me, but I'm going to deal with it. Uh, we are coming up on hour two of the Michael Duke show. Chris Chang is going to be joining us. Uh, I just dropped that video again here this morning in the chat room. So if you want to uh, go take a look at it, you can, uh, appreciate you coming in and joining us. Let's go. Uh, common sense, liberty based free thinking radio.
put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Take my rifle, this is my gun. This is for the yeah, buddy, Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on this Veterans Day. I would love to play you for my little Veterans Day thingy um, uh, that I just did, but uh, you'll have to go back, and I've got links up on the Facebook page. There's a great video out there uh, put out by Con Equip Parts LLC from a couple years ago. It's a fantastic Veterans Day tribute, uh, and I just want to say thank you to those that served. Uh, thank you that those that served and those that especially gave the ultimate. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, and uh, so we're just going to continue on. Coming up this hour, Chris Chang, Top Shot champion, season four of Top Shot on the History Channel. He's going to be joining us, and we'll be talking with him here in just a little bit with him. And then uh, we'll be finishing up the show with Willie Waffle for the weekend movie review. But meanwhile, we got other stories and we've got phone calls. So I say let's go to the phones because the phone calls reign supreme. Let's uh, start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this would be Brian calling you from the hook. Mr. C, how are you? What's happening, sir? Oh, under and uh, oversleps. This is kind of. I'm working without loops, and I'm getting a lot of echo, and I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not sure why. I mean, hey, I don't even know why half this stuff is working the way it's working today. I don't know what's going on, but uh, anyway, my friend, what uh, what is? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to try to ignore my. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to. <laughs> I'm going to ignore my echo. You um, ignore your thinking echo. Thinking about this, thinking about this thing related to um, gun storage. I was driving to work the other day, and I can't carry in my office. And occasionally my day involves going to places where firearms are prohibited. Occasionally I go to the post office or whatever. Right. So my question is, how do you deal with that? What do you, what do, you do with the, your weapon when you have to enter a place where you have no um, Mm. Uh, right to carry a gun in the place. So, what do you do with it? I have a lockbox in the car. Yeah, but I've also heard um, from the United States Concealed Carry Association you should never leave your gun in the car. So, I'm kind of confused. Yeah, no, I mean that's a tough situation. I mean because and and this is kind of what's tough about these patchwork laws is that you know you either have to go out unarmed. Or you have to put yourself at risk of not being in possession of the firearm, and that's a that's a a, a, a thing. I I basically always said, you know, 
Uh, now, when I go, if you go to the post office or some federal building or something, I basically said, unless I had to walk to a metal detector, pretty much you should figure out that I'm armed if you see me. That's just kind of the way it is. And you'll never know because you'll never see it. But if you have to disarm, then yes, a lockbox in your vehicle. And there are a variety of different things. Um, you know, there's the lockboxes that lock to the, that you can mount onto the frame of your or, you know, through the floor pan of your truck or your car or whatever. And that makes them a lot more secure. Uh, there's actually vehicle lock boxes. And you shouldn't have these. I, do, Brian, do you get all these videos or these these ads on Facebook where these guys have got these lock boxes like right in the middle of their consoles, like right out for everybody, for God and everybody to see? Do you get those videos all the time? Not all the time, but I have seen. Yeah, because that just irritates me. I mean, first of all, concealed means concealed, even if you're storing it in your vehicle. So, yes, if I'm storing it in my vehicle, I'm putting it in a locked container, probably out of sight, more than likely in the back of my car, because uh, I usually would only... I usually only would disarm if I'm going into like the post office or something, in which case I probably have packages. So I have to go to the back of my car and unpack them everywhere. And I surreptitiously put the gun into a lockbox in the back of the car underneath everything. And we're good to go. Right. Um, But you're right. That's the problem. They've created this conundrum where you either have to decide to not wear your gun on a daily basis because your day is interrupted occasionally by these places where you can't go, or you have to disobey the law to try and keep the firearm with you to keep it safe. And that's a, that's a challenge. Which is exactly, well, that's exactly contrary to the fact that concealed carry uh, holders are among the most law-abiding. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, concealed carry holders commit crimes at a rate lower than police officers, right? I mean, that's statistically across the nation. They are more law-abiding than police officers. Police officers commit crimes more often than concealed carry holders. But they treat us all like somehow we're immediately going to go mad and shoot everybody up. That's, that's the reaction, which is just, it's nonsense. And again, it's one of the reasons why I said, for the most part, if you see me, you could pretty much figure out that I'm armed. That's, you know, because that is the safest thing. Leaving it in your car. Uh, I've had a gun stolen out of my car. When, 25, 30 years ago, I had a gun stolen out of my car. And it was one of the most frustrating and irritating things because it was specifically on one of those things where you couldn't take it into a certain location. And people know that. Bad guys, I mean, they're cunning. They may not always be smart, but they're cunning. They know if I'm going to go look for a place that has a gun, I'm going to go to a bank or a post office or someplace where we know that they have to disarm to go inside. Fred Meyer's parking lot. Yeah. Well, Fred Meyer's parking lot. I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I've never even bothered to disarm at Fred Meyer's, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Any place where the average person would be like, well, they say I can't, so I'll just put it in my console here. And, you know, a criminal in 15 minutes could probably find a gun at any one of those locations. And so <clears throat> you're right. USCCA and, and many others have said the best place to secure your firearm is on your person. That's the best answer. Right. 
Well, thank you, sir. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you calling in. Sorry about the echo. I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, we'll see if we can figure it out. Appreciate you being a part of it today. Uh, uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, we'd love to hear from you this morning. Phone lines are open. We're taking your calls and seeing what you guys want to uh, say about. Um <clears throat> And does locking it in your vehicle constitute locking it up? No, no, that's that's not how it works. That's uh, um, that's not how it works. Uh, all right, let me go over to this story that I've been wanting to talk about, which is uh, about Oregon ballot measure number one fourteen. Ballot measure number one fourteen still technically up in the air. 50.8 to 49.2, but there's still ballots coming in from Multnomah and Washington counties where support for 114 is running pretty high. Now, this bill would uh, change a lot of things, um, and uh, including it would make it uh, it would create a uh, um, a magazine capacity ban, anything holding more than 10 rounds. Um, the good news is, is that many sheriffs inside Oregon um, have basically said that they are not, have no plans to enforce the magazine bans as as they uh, as they go. One fourteen, often referred to as the Reduction of Gun Violence Act, um, is uh, is uh, is a good one. Oh, I forgot to send Chris a link this morning. You know what? I'm a horrible person. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk with him about that here in just a second. Let me uh, let me send let me send Chris a link because I'm a horrible person. Um, this is what happens when you <clears throat> when you're trying to deal uh, deal with uh, getting COVID for the first time and doing all that stuff. Um, but uh, Arizona, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Oregon Measure One Fourteen basically would create a permit system uh, and registry uh, where you had to have a permit before you could even own a firearm, which we know on its face is probably blatantly unconstitutional to begin with. And um, it's uh, it, it it's going to fail under the Bruin decision. Uh, plus, there are now um, other the sheriffs, including the Lynn County Sheriff, who said they are not going to uh, they're not going to enforce the um, uh, they're not going to enforce the 10 round magazine. And in fact, Lynn County Sheriff Michelle Duncan said she has no plans to enforce it and says ballot measure 114 creates a required permitting system in order to purchase firearms and bans all gun magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds. This is a terrible law for gun owners, crime victims, and for public safety. I want to send a clear message to Lynn County residents that the sheriff's office is not going to be enforcing magazine capacity limits. And she says, I will ensure anything we do or don't do will not hinder gun owners' rights to purchase firearms intentionally or unintentionally. So even though the major cities seem to be pushing a lot of this stuff, the counties at least seem to be paying attention on that. All right. Um, <clears throat> we are uh, getting ready to uh, uh, jump in. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4, is uh, with us, and uh, he joins us this morning uh, via video. He's in, the, he's in the chat room. Hello, Mr. Chang. How are you, sir? 
Good morning. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I heard a little something about COVID or something. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I finally uh, kept dodging the bullet, but apparently, I finally, uh, I finally picked it up uh, um, on last Sunday or something, and so. I'm back. I mean, now I'm back. I feel like I'm 100% better. But yeah, Monday, right. Monday, Tuesday was an interesting day. It was a good, interesting week. Let's put it that way. A little rough, a little rough around here. So uh, we're good. How's I'm glad life? to have you back. Yeah, just uh, rest and hydrate. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I never quit. It's just uh, it's a little tough to do a radio show when you have a hard time stringing two sentences together because your brain is all fuzzy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but that's nothing new for people Indeed. who listen to this show. I mean, that's just another average day on the show. Uh, so, uh, Chris, I mean, let's first, before we go to break here, uh, we got about uh, three or four minutes here. I guess I should get your reaction from the pink tinkle, uh, which is the, you know, kind of the response to the red wave. It wasn't a red wave. It was a pink tinkle. So what what do you think and what are the what are the ramifications for gun owners and the gun uh, and the gun movement here in America, especially after we thought that that's where we were coasting to and it was going to be a safe space for a little bit. What are your thoughts on the reaction to that and what you're seeing already? Yeah, obviously, uh, American politics, it's a, it's a strange and interesting time. Uh, for me, I think at the federal level, you know, with the Supreme Court's decision in the Bruin case, you know, that to me has been the most impactful Thing to happen in res with respect to furthering gun rights. You know, the uh, mixed results of the midterm elections, I think we'll continue to see varying uh, anti-gun initiatives at the state level right, and, the, and the local level as well. But I think the Bruin decision gives us a lot of not just air cover, but ground cover. It's, um, you know, what we're seeing is a lot of local and state politicians trying to pass anti-gun laws that immediately get challenged in court, the Bruin decision gets cited, and many of these anti-gun uh, bills get shut down as unconstitutional. So I think that trend will continue. Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing it. We were just talking about Oregon's ballot measure 114. I don't know if you've seen this or, or if you're familiar with it since it's a neighboring state there. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the provisions of this are, I mean, just blatantly on their face not only unconstitutional, but run counter to Brune almost immediately. I mean, basically, it says right here that you will not be able to sell, you will not be able to purchase a firearm without a state-authorized permit. This is the whole Foyd thing that they were dealing with in Chicago that uh, that just got overturned in and of itself. You do should not have to pass a purity test or beg the government's permission to exercise a right. And that's what this is about. And that's what actually what Brune was laying out and saying. Exactly. So, you know, Oregon's a pretty shocking state. You know, I'm in California and, you know, I always looked to the north to Oregon and Washington as, as quote unquote free states. Right, but, right. Uh, the, the political trends have been changing over the past decade in particular, and they're no longer safe havens for gun owners. No, no, it's the, the out. I got to tell you this, Chris. It's the outflow from California. Okay, you guys are. I, the, I agree. That out migration from California, you can see it. It's like it's like a it's germinating. It's like a, 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 a fungus. It's going. You know, we've seen it in Colorado and uh, and uh, in Oregon and Washington and parts of Idaho. And you're just like, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. These are supposed to be the free states, not the you know the People's Republic is kind of spreading out there. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, that whole thing has kind of continued to turn. Um, and I don't know why, uh, you know, California and New Jersey and other states 
can see what the federal what the what the SCOTUS had said in this argument, and yet they're still putting up laws that are like, go ahead, poke it down. We know it's wrong. We know you're going to have to fight it. We know citizens are going to be hurt by it, but it doesn't matter because we're going to stand up to you on it. And I just I don't understand that mentality. Do you? I think the anti-gunners are lashing out. I think that's just a natural reaction to something you disagree with and that you don't accept. Right? Clearly, these anti-gunners do not accept the, <clears throat> the Bruin decision, so they are angry, they're lashing out, and they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at, uh, you know, at us. And you know, obviously, the Bruin decision is this uh, kind of this it's like this freedom disinfectant that is clearing out a lot of the gun control cruft that we've seen build up over the past decades. So the, uh, yeah, I, we're going to obviously at some point in our country, right, we'll move on, right, from the Bruin decision. And we're going to see, you know, more and more gun rights come our way. Right. We'll also, uh, I mean, there's lots of other gun control cases being uh, challenged and uh, hopefully make their way up to the Supreme Court. Right. And will hopefully uh, be overturned in favor of the Second Amendment. So, well, like you and I yeah, said, more- like you and I said last uh, time we talked, that I think Bruin is the beginning of the dismantling of many of the more onerous gun control laws out there. And we're going to continue to see it's going to be ripples. I mean, this is a going to be a long-term thing. This is not an overnight deal for sure. We're going to continue here with Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from Season 4 of Top Shot, author of the book Shoot to Win. We're going to talk with him about other things when we return, get his latest update, and we'll be back with more of The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It's The Michael Dukes Show. Why not take a quick break? Be right back. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. All right, Chris Chang, Top Shot champion, season four. Yeah, I got to be honest, buddy. I thought, uh, I mean, I thought, well, I must must be immune. I don't know. I thought it was, good. you know, three years, almost three years. And uh, I don't know, one of my kids brought it home and finally caught it from them. And the next thing you know, now everybody in the house has had it over the last three weeks. So it, now everybody's immune from now on or for the short term or whatever. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely see yeah. what all the hubbub is about. Um, how about you? What's uh, what's new in your world? What should we be talking about when we come back? You got some new things happening? Give us uh, give us an update here. Yeah, let's see. You know, um, I think um, with with a. APA GOA, this is the Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association uh, gun rights group that I'm on the board for. You know, we're making really great strides around, you know, partnering with the firearms industry, starting to tee up a great calendar of events for 2023 where APA GOA members and and anybody who's interested in, and you don't have to be Asian American to join APA GOA, but you can come to our events. You can see another slice of the gun community and APA GOA is uh, something I'm very excited for, for 2023. Uh, the other thing is the national shooting sports foundation. And I recently wrapped up a, a multi-day filming of new shooter videos. So this is directly addressing the over 12 million new gun owners right, that we've seen 
um, in an 18 month period. It's, it's unprecedented. And as we all know, buying a gun is literally the first step, right? You need to train yourself, right? Get educated about firearm safety and education. So these videos from me, from me and the NSSF are directly speaking to those new shooters. I'm excited about that. Although I am a little, I mean, again, I'm a little thrown 12 million new gun owners and you figure every one of them has to buy at least two boxes of ammo. You wonder why there's an ammo shortage, 12 million people buying a hundred rounds yeah. each. It's only a billion rounds. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm sure we can make that up overnight, right? I mean, it's going to be fine. Uh, but yeah, we've got to teach these folks what to do. We got to give them a reason. We got to give them, uh, you know, give them purpose and teach them that this is a responsibility. Um, I was just going over a story, um, that, uh, and I guess you can comment on this real quickly here. Uh, there was a piece in the Albuquerque journal, um, that was an editorial saying, you know, gun owners, you got to keep your firearms out of the wrong hands. And I was a little torqued off by the tone of it, but in the end he laid out some actual points talking about, you know, number of guns stolen from vehicles and stolen from homes. We were just having a conversation with a caller about, you know, what do you do when you have to go into a post office or what do you do when you go into, you know, and, and they kind of created this dichotomy where you either have to decide not to go forth armed, or you have to separate yourself from your firearm, which is the most unsafe thing that there is, even if it's in a lockbox or in your vehicle or whatever. I mean, this is a challenge. This is a real troubling thing, but we have a responsibility as gun owners to make sure that we are in full control as much as possible of those firearms at any given time. Indeed. And, you know, control, right, whether that means on our person or, you know, locked and secured in a safe, maybe it's a safe in your car, right, in your home, in your office. Um, but, right, it is, um, you know, it is the re- personal responsibility of the individual gun owner to be aware of and, and make sure that your firearm is secure at all times. And clearly, no gun owner wants their firearm to be stolen or used in the commission of a crime or, or God forbid, you know, kill someone. So, you know, that that always hangs heavy on my mind, right? Yeah. My firearms, like, hey, I'm always making sure that my guns are secure. I, I know exactly where they are. You know, I have, uh, you know, security cameras, tracking devices. I don't <laughs> right. and all my firearms, my horrible gun saves. It's like I'm, I'm uh, obsessive about knowing the status of all my firearms. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and I would encourage, right, other gun owners, to uh, have a similar mindset, right? Of being vigilant about safety, security, and and so uh, but that extends right to your firearms and making sure that that they're in a safe condition uh, and that they're physically secure. Again, whatever that means to you, whether it's, you know, concealed carry on your person and a whole crew in a safe, et cetera. All right. uh, We're going to jump back in here. Chris Chang is our guest. Uh, Thanks for your insight on that. I agree. I mean, I think this is a tough situation, Uh, something we need to talk about more. Let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Continuing now with Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from season four of the History Channel uh, show Top Shot, and of course, uh, author of the book, Shoot to Win, 
tips and tricks for the uh, beginning shooter. And, of course, uh, he's worked with NSSF and, of course, the APAGOA. That's the Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, which we're going to talk about. But right before we jump into that real quick, we were just talking about uh, Brian, our previous caller, had said, you know, what do you do when you have to go into these places? And you started talking about, yes, you're paranoid about making sure your guns are safe because you're worried about them being used to hurt somebody. And I agree with that. Um, and then, but you mentioned something that uh, uh, Brian in the chat room said: tracking devices. I hadn't even considered that, and uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. What? So you actually like is these RFID chips? Is that what you're talking about in your gun safes or gun bags uh, or Apple Air Tags? Where you buy a four pack of Apple Air Tags for you know a hundred bucks? Yeah, throw an Apple Air Tag you know into a, a gun safe. Uh, you know, there's another um, little trick on the you know. Uh, pistol grip of an AR, sometimes right, there's a hollow cavity in the pistol grip. So right, you can right. slot an Apple AirTag right into that, <laughs> that right. little gap there and plug it up with some, you know, uh, some tape or whatever. Um, so, you know, being able again, right, to uh, utilize, you know, some, not all technology is bad, uh, right? <laughs> and so, you know, leveraging uh, some technology sometimes, right, to keep track of sure. know, personal firearms and, and, you know, it's a good thing. And also you have security camera, you know, in my gun safes, you know, so I can, I get notified whenever there's motion inside, you know, my gun safe, right, for example. So, right. you know, there's lots of other, you could obviously go many, many levels. Uh, you could take this, it down but, too uh, far, but at some point you do have to take, re- I, I think that was what we were coming to is that you have to take responsibility for your firearms. It's one of the, it's one of the, the, the duties of a firearms owner to make sure that those guns are as safe as they can be. And that you've done everything you can do to make sure that they're not easily accessible. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the, there's, there's a, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat here, right? There's no singular correct way to do this. Uh, it's, it's a matter of, doing something right to secure your firearms and and i would say most importantly it's the mindset it's the mentality right of of knowing that i as the as the as the gun owner am personally and solely responsible for the security of my personal firearms so i think that's that's probably the most important part because then everything else emanates from having that safety and, and security mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Chang, uh, we were talking about uh, the new series of videos that you've just shot with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Um, your book, of course, Shoot to Win, is basically targeted towards beginning shooters, so that's always a good starting point. I know you, you've gone through just a recent revision, if I'm not mistaken, or you're going through a revision um, of your, of your book. Uh, but now you've got the, the shoot. So tell us about the book and then tell us about these new videos from the national shooting sports foundation. Shoot to win is uh, my book for the new pistol rifle or shotgun shooter. And it focuses on all the fundamentals of marksmanship that helped take me from self-taught amateur to pro shooter for Bass Pro Shops and, and you know, winning Top Shot in the middle of all that. So Shoot to Win, a fantastic book. Um, and these videos that I filmed with the National Shooting Sports Foundation are a free complement and enhancement to the book Shoot to Win. This new set of videos that will be coming out over the next few months is speaking directly to the 12 million new gun owners that we've seen in our country over the past 18 months. You know, buying your firearm is just the first step in the journey. 
you have to train and educate yourself on firearm safety, all the fundamentals of marksmanship, so you understand how to safely operate and own these tools. And so these NSSF videos are speaking directly to these first-time gun owners, making sure that you know they are comfortable, you know, going to a to a gun range, you know, to their gun store and right. asking about training, right? And not being afraid of saying, I'm a new shooter, I need help. Can you help me? Right. Just, right, just right. making sure that these new gun owners understand that they have the support of a hundred million American gun owners, right? And we're here to be helpful, right? They they bought their first gun, but they need to not just train right now, but they will need to continue training in perpetuity for as long as they own and use their firearm. Right, exactly. Where do folks find the NSSF videos now? Uh, right now, there is a website. It's nssf.it slash Top Shot Chris. Okay. NSSF.it slash Top Shot Chris will take you to their YouTube channel, which has the uh, previous set of videos that we did about uh, eight years ago. And so, yeah, again, the new videos will be coming out soon over the next few months. And uh, I'll, of course, be posting them on my social media at Top Shot Chris on, on YouTube and other social media outlets. Nice, nice. We're down to the last couple minutes here. So the uh, Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, you said they've got some new things coming up. You don't have to be Asian or Pacific Islander uh, Americans to to join the organization, but you've got a calendar coming up. What are some of the things you guys are going to be focusing on and where do folks find out more about that? Yeah, so we're, we're taking a look right at 2023 and planning the year's events out. And you know, this next year in 2023 is going to be focused more on in-person events, right? The pandemic was, you know, obviously, you know, challenging in all sorts of ways. But, you know, we want to get back, right, to, to, to regularly scheduled business and let's meet in person, right? And it's not just about going shooting, which is obviously something we all love, but it is about us, right, as people, right, and connecting with like-minded individuals who are pro-Second Amendment, who understand the need to own a firearm for personal protection and self-defense. And we want to have in-person events. Uh, it'll probably be you know, through California, um, maybe Texas and, and New York, uh, tri-state area, and also uh, food. You know, uh, Asians <laughs> love food, so, you know, uh, be sure that food will probably be some kind of focus at APA GOA events. Anybody who's interested in becoming a member and joining APA GOA can go to our website, apagoa.org. It's, uh, you know, a standard, uh, you know, affordable annual membership. Stay in touch, you know, share APA GOA with your friends. And if you can, yeah, come to our events. They're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm at many of them, of course, if you want to come say hi to me, you know, please do. I'd love to do it. Good thing I hate food. I mean, it's a good thing I hate food. It'd be bad. Uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4. My friend, as always, it's great to see you. I'm glad things are going well. Have a happy Thanksgiving, sir. We will see you next month. Okay. All right. Uh, folks, that's it for uh, this hour, this segment. Willie Waffle coming up. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, okay, what's going on, man? 
Um, all right. Let me. Uh... Oh, I got to fix something here. Uh, something else is broken. It's been a morning for broken stuff. What the heck, man? What the actual, actual, the actual, never mind. Uh, okay. There we go. How about that? Uh, yeah, we'll copy that. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. I'm trying to fix something, uh, that's broken in, um, trying to fix something that's broken in Fairbanks. And there we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, final thoughts on gun stuff here before we run over to do Willy Waffle stuff and talk about the real things that we're interested in this weekend. This is Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, does California have something like the Second Amendment in its constitution? Alaska has it in its constitution. I don't know if California does or not. I know several states have a version of the Second Amendment baked into their constitution. Um, I do not know if um, um, I do not know if California does or not. I had to stop doing chores and sit down. You just said you hate food. You know you go to hell for lying. I <laughs> what are you saying that I like food? Uh, it's never look at my trim physique. I don't like food. It's, just fuel for the body, whatever. It doesn't matter. I love it, man. I lo- and I love Asian food. I don't know why. Korean, yes. Thai, yes. Japanese, yes. Chinese, yes. Uh, Vietnamese, meh. But everything else, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Unfortunately, many gun owners can be extremely toxic. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, there are many gun owners, just like there in every other, in every other group or whatever you want to call it, demographic, there are many that can be toxic in those demographics. There's bad people everywhere. It happens. But I mean, I don't know when you say many, is it, I mean, not a majority, obviously there's bad apples in every barrel. We should be calling those people out. You know, many gun owners can be toxic. Uh, you know, many gun owners can teach, um, can, can treat uh, new gun owners. You know, old time gun hands are like, oh, you know, that's why that's why this show we've always tried on this show to demystify the firearm. We've always tried to make it so that it was um, so that it was, uh, uh, you know, more approachable, more accessible. That's why gun Q&A, there's no such thing as a dumb gun question because some people, you know, they ask a question at a gun store and they get laughed out of the store by, you know, uh, by, uh, uh, you know, by the, the old hands, you know, the, the, that's, you don't need that, you know? Yeah. Uh, to new gun owners in particular, that's why we've always done. There's no such thing as a dumb gun question on firearms Friday, because how else are you supposed to learn? Everybody started somewhere. I mean, even these great gun hands, none of them were born with the inbred knowledge of firearms. They had to learn it somewhere. And if somebody's willing to come in and, and uh, you know, and, and, and learn and ask questions, we should be celebrating that and not treating them poorly. Um, so it does happen. It does happen, Daniel. I'm not going to disagree with you. There are people like that. And it's unfortunate because they are the ones that are screwing it up for everybody else. 
That's the fact. That is the fact. We should be we should be as um, uh, kind and as genuine and as helpful as we can be for all of those people. There's also toxic hammer carrier people. <laughs> Man, people are really all over this assault hammer thing, aren't they? I mean, this is a this is a thing. I didn't realize how much of a thing it was uh, until just recently. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see. Um, the way Alaskans voted a con con was probably a bad idea, even though I voted yes. I disagree. I think a con con was still a good idea. Um, I think that basically, uh, Alaskans bought a, you know, they bought into the fear. That's what happened. They bought into the fear and that's just, that's just the nature of it. Uh, it's sad. But that's uh, that's what happened. I mean, it, and it, it's not surprising since they were outspent a hundred to one, you know, on on the uh, on the con con. I mean, I had friends who I know are smart people come up to me and say, well, we can't do the con con because they'll take away our guns and they'll take away our they are hunting and the development. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me explain this to you. And once you explain it to them, they're like, oh. Yeah, that's what happens when you have millions of dollars being poured out there in fear mongering. That's what happens. And, uh, well, I just, I, I, you know, I, I've just got, I got more to, phones buzzing, phones buzzing, things happening. Time to jump back into it. Here we go. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Oh, man, the weekend's here. I'm feeling almost human. I mean, like quasi-semi-human, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a reasonable facsimile anyway. So maybe I'll relax this weekend a little bit. Uh, all right. I know what I'm going to be doing for sure is I'm going to be watching some good TV this weekend. Uh, and to help me through that is my buddy, Willie Waffle, WaffleBoost.com. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm just so glad to hear your voice again. I, it's so glad. It's so good to be. It's so glad to be. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just you know. Hey, the COVID still like got me hanging on a little bit. The brain is still not you know a little twisted, a little, little twisted, a little foggy, little, little foggy, little fuzz on the apple there. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's get into this quickly. I want to get into the entertainment news because we still got to talk about Wakanda Forever, uh, which yeah. is coming up here at the end of the thing. Uh, but first, I guess we'll start off with Chris Rock. He didn't get slapped. No, no. He's doing something unique and live. What? Yes, this is really cool. So this is uh, kind of late breaking news. Uh, it was just announced uh, late yesterday uh, in the afternoon. Chris Rock is going to air a comedy show on Netflix. Now you're probably going, wait a minute. That's not so special. He's done that before. Oh, I forgot to tell you. It's going to be live on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Like, like no, no net. This is it right here. Yeah, and and this is one of the first things that they have ever broadcast, or in this case, streamed live on Netflix. And uh, this is really being seen as Netflix dipping their toe into the water because, you know, 
Amazon Prime has football live and Disney Plus has like, you know, Dancing with the Stars and things live. And uh, Netflix is realizing they need to keep up with the Joneses here. And and matter of fact, uh, two things come to mind. Number one is that, uh, you know, there's there's always been speculation that Netflix would be perfect for airing like a a uh, like a reality TV show that had a competitive uh, edge to it, like 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 Dancing with the Stars. Because people could vote live right. through Netflix oh, for yeah. what they want to win. Exactly. So that's been considered something really cool. The other thing that's out there right now, and, and this is the thing that I'm really excited about, and I'm, I really want to see how this plays out. The NFL Sunday ticket package is going to be on the market after the season. Oh. And Apple, Apple has been considered the front runner to get it, but you know Netflix isn't going to go down without a fight. And uh, so wouldn't it be amazing if this is the first uh, the first broadcast live as a way to tell the NFL, hey, we could broadcast your games. Live. We could do we're, it. We're, we're we ready can, to go. We can handle it. All right. When's, yeah. it, when's it coming, this new Chris Rock? So this is going to be early 2023, un, un, undated right now. Uh, I would assume, if I know Netflix, uh, maybe sometime near the Oscars. <laughs> great, great. Okay. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Let's move on. HBO and Westworld. Now, I'll be honest with you. I only got through the first two seasons, and I don't know why I didn't go back. It was good. I really enjoyed it. But for some reason, I didn't go back, and I just it's on my list to watch eventually. But they got some bad news for me now, right? Yeah, you're not going to see another season. Uh, if you were hoping for season number five, um, maybe you need to sit down for a minute. Yeah. Cause, uh, Westworld has been canceled after four seasons and, and, and it turns out Mike that you were like most people, you didn't go back after season two. And so did many, many, many people. Ow. You know, there was a, there was a lot of talk about why was this canceled? Well, if you look, the ratings have declined every single year. It, when it premiered, they had 12 million viewers in the last season. They had 4 million viewers. Um, it kind of costs a lot of money to make it. Some people have estimated that the last season cost $160 million to make it. And uh, with, with, with uh, HBO max soon on the way out and, and the new owners of HBO looking to save money, Westworld was uh, inevitable uh, that they would, they would be a victim. Now is the 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 fourth season out or are they going to be able to wrap it or? It's, no, that's the thing. The fourth season's already out. Oh, so and, and HBO left this hanging for for a few months, and and the producers and the creators of the show said that they really want to wrap this up. Like you know, they would love to get a chance to like do a short season or maybe just do a movie. Uh, you know, right. HBO's not not against doing movies. I mean, they're doing a what another Deadwood. They're doing a Deadwood movie, Ooh. and that's been off that's been off the air for like a few years. Oh, like a uh, dozen years. It's been it's over ten yeah. years. Yeah. So yeah. So you know they're they're hoping to talk HBO into one last big movie. I don't know. I think I don't. I don't think they're in the mood to spend the money right now. So well, we'll we'll have, we'll have to see. I mean, it's uh, it was a pretty good flick. I, I now I guess I'll have to go back and watch all four and then be disappointed when it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh well, <laughs> that happens all the time. That happens all the time. Um, all right. So what else we got? Uh, I'm going to skip the Oscar story because let's face it, everyone's skipping the Oscars and it really doesn't matter. Ouch. Oh, Ouch. You, you saw that one coming. Yeah. Ouch. Oh, uh, uh-huh. cutting. I know. Cutting. I know. It's the, who cares? It's the, uh, Avatar, <laughs> Avatar 2. Speaking of who cares, Avatar 2. Um, I never still have never seen the first one. Uh, this one though, 
I'm going to see it even less because it's longer. I don't know yeah. how that math works, but you, 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 you fill me in here. Yeah. Talk about something that's going to need to be cut. Avatar two is clocking in right now at three hours and 10 minutes when it premieres a month from now. And, uh, and, and this is the part that I really love. So they were asking James Cameron, like, you know, well, why is it a half hour longer than the first one? Why is it three hours and 10 minutes long? And he said, because in the first one, quote, they didn't focus on emotion and relationships. And this one <laughs> is going to be more about the characters. <laughs> okay. All right. This, this cannot be a good thing. I, <laughs> I stand by my prediction. Avatar 2 will be a bomb. I think that you know they're going to regret it. They already have plans. Like there's literally a, a two kind of a, a two pronged plan here. If Avatar two does well, they already know they're doing Avatar three, and then they'll do more. If Avatar two kind of bombs, they're going to end it with three. <laughs> like that's already the wait wait a second. Plan. So if that's two two bombs, plan. we're going to make another one just because it's already contracted. Well, I mean, it's, it's already pretty much done. Oh, it's I the see. Problem, you know, because the way Cameron did the shooting and a lot of his computer generated, um, they they have made most of three already. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, again, that'll be three and a half hours of my life that I'll save by not going to see that. That's fine. That's fine. Let me tell you where I'm going to spend that three and a half hours though. On, that? on the brand new John Wick series. Oh, oh my God. You know me. Oh, Come on. Man. I know you think John Wicks are all two waffle movies, but that's because <laughs> you, my friend, are not a gun nerd. And these movies are awesome. And now there's a brand new spinoff coming up. Yeah, so you, you're going to have the series that yeah. we've heard about, kind of the, the history of the Continental Hotel, and now they've announced a spinoff movie, and it will be called Ballerina, featuring, this is what's going to get me to watch a John Wick movie again. Not that I haven't <laughs> seen the other ones, but now I'm going to see this one with excitement, starring Anna de Armas as the ballerina, an assassin who's seeking the people who murdered her family. Oh, see, she's doing it for the right reasons. John Wick just killed a bunch of people because of his dog, but this was her family, so well, that's why she know. became an assassin. A ballerina. Who was a hell of a dog. Who's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Ian McShane, McShane comes back. He's the manager yes. of the Continental, right? So Yep, he will be there, and, and they are negotiating with Keanu Reeves to make some sort of appearance. I think that they will probably pay him a handsome sum to make another appearance. Now, uh, John Wick 4 is coming out in uh, March next year, March of next year. And this one is slotted to come out probably later in the year, uh, maybe a little bit closer towards Thanksgiving or Christmas time. It's a good time to be a John Wick fan, is what you're saying. <laughs> it really it's is. It's a good time to be a John Wick fan. I just saw the latest drop. I get the text messages because I signed up for the text alerts. And uh, they, <laughs> they dropped the latest uh, trailer, and it was like, oh, yeah, baby, I can't wait. That's going to be good. Um, <laughs> all right, good stuff. Um, all right, so that is, I guess that's all the entertainment stuff. Uh, let's move yeah. over to um, Falling for Christmas. Lindsay Lohan makes her big comeback at oh god what was that i'm sorry did you oh don't... god oh god <laughs> is it that bad it big... all right oh bah humbug baby that's i mean you know listen. oh really is it good yeah, yeah. you're right so th this is basically Lindsay lohan's comeback movie 
It is a Christmas movie on Netflix as as the the Christmas movie wars begin. Okay, you know it, it's Hallmark versus Netflix versus like Lifetime, right? You know, and the Oxygen all... Channel, the old the, the thing. Yes, yeah, I mean, yes. you know, <laughs> and uh, and so you know, the hey Netflix, they come they come gunning with the big guns, baby, and they 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 brought Lindsay Lohan back, and and you know, li- listen, if if this if you love these like Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, this one's for you. Oh, you're going to just think it's great. I mean, come on. It's got everything that you're looking for. It's got the predictable story that you've seen played out five million times. It's going to, it's just going to, you're going to wrap yourself up in it like a soft, warm, fluffy blanket. Okay. And then for the rest of us, oh God, it's, I mean, it's not, okay, listen, it's bad, but it's not horrendous. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, now, here's, here's the story. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Yeah. So she's, she's a, spoiled hotel heiress oh no who is getting engaged to her her fabulous uh, social media influencer boyfriend but there's an accident and she falls down the ski slope and she has amnesia when a, a hunky guy who wears a lot of flannel rescues her and takes her back to his less modest ski lodge that's suffering financially and of course his family is suffering as well and well, will maybe those two be able to build a void in each other's lives? Seriously, amnesia. I mean, yes, like, amnesia. Oof, man. Let's uh, <laughs> let me pull out that card index. Look for trite plot lines. There you go. <laughs> Drawer number three. Which one is it? Oh, yes, the heiress with amnesia. This uh, movie was put together like a Mad Lib. Okay. It's just like, you know, okay, let's give her amnesia. Yeah, that yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. And he's got, he's got, he's got oh, yeah, an eight-year-old kid. Yes, yes. Oh. He's got a kid. Oh, and man. she's cute as a button. Yes, yes. Let's okay. do that. There oh, too. man. All yeah. right. Negative one to yeah. four waffles. Falling for Christmas on Netflix. Go ahead. One and a half waffles. One and a half. Unless you're a Hallmark fan, in which case it's a four it's waffle like, movie. Oh yeah, it's it's like everything you've been waiting for all year long. All right, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Marvel movies. Now, this is my least favorite part of the franchise. I'll be honest with you, but I'm interested. Wakanda Forever. Hit me with it. Well, this is a really interesting movie because it, it's a movie that very brilliantly, I think, parallels what's been happening with the franchise. Uh, you know, the in in the movie they're facing. The death of of Black Panther of T'Challa, who was played by uh, by uh, Bozeman, uh, Chadwick Bozeman, and uh, you know so you know the movie is really about reacting to that. You know the the king is dead. You know what are they going to do? All, all these people are, are in despair and 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 heartbreak, and and they're trying to figure out who will be the new leader of Wakanda when they face a challenge from somewhere outside of wakanda see people think that they can take advantage of the weakness right now and maybe steal the vibranium that they have but uh when it becomes clear that they're going to stand up to those fights another group emerges because america goes searching for another another supplier of vibranium maybe it's out there someplace else uh, and they they discover an underwater civilization, uh, and boy, those the, those people are like the anti Wakandans. Okay, they are angry people, and they, they, very they angry. Think, yes, and they think they can team with the Wakandans and just wipe out the rest of the planet. And that's when the war begins because Wakanda's like, no man, 
we don't play that. Yeah, we don't. We, we're we're the yeah. good guys. We're not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're not your evil, pointy-eared guys. We're we're the good guys. That's right. Uh, you know, I mean, so I mean, what? Give me give me a storyline. What do you think here? Uh, you know, I, I really am. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of these. Uh, I'm a big fan of the story. Um, I, you know, I love Angela Bassett in this movie is absolutely fantastic. You know, the, the queen of Wakanda, you know, T'Challa's mother, um, you know, really rising up and you, and you see her like just unleashing some of the great moments you're going to see in a movie this year as she's fighting and standing up for the country. And, and I love what they do with Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri, Black Panther's little sister. Right. You know, you know, we're going to see her grow. And, and, you know, we, we loved her in the first movie you know the tech genius the smart kid but now she needs to be something a little bit more and that's what's going to make black panther wakanda forever and of course this this all teases the whole thing about submariner and everything i mean right this is a this is a whole thing right all out there and and yes i will tell you we will have a new black panther emerge just the question is who will it be who will it be now all right negative one two uh four waffles for black panther wakanda forever i'm going three and a half waffles i think you got a real winner here i love it really did i mention did i mention julia louis dreyfus is here playing the head of the cia oh no stealing every scene she's in oh my god every one of them i'll be honest with you black panther was my least favorite marvel movie simply because i found some of the kind of the primitive tech versus the I just some of it was stretched my belief level to a okay. certain extent but I'm interested to watch it especially for the whole submariner aspect of it which I'm oh, excited absolutely. about so and, and I'm I'm gonna throw out there you know you know there's gonna be a, a scene during the credits yeah and I will tell you this one is massive it is extremely important that you see this scene and there's only the one all right so you know stick around for the one and then run for the men's room willie waffle wafflemovies.com folks we're out of time we'll see you on monday have a great weekend Sorry, I was getting closer. I didn't. I want to cut you off. No, totally understand. Yeah, totally understand. So, so it's a it's a big scene, is what you're saying. Don't go get a new refill of popcorn. No, no, you got to see this one. I mean, you know, just whatever you have to do, just hold it. Just hold it. Hold it. Just, just think of dry deserts. Whatever it needs to be. Yeah. All right. Because if you miss this scene, you're gonna you're gonna be hating life. All right. All right. And. that's out now, obviously, and uh, people yep. can go check it out, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. All right, Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. I will say that I started uh, Obi Wan Kenobi this week. Yeah, because I because I was a sickie, and so I spent some time on the couch, and I thought, oh, I'll just mm-hmm. uh, not bad so far. Uh, a little, no. a little moody. Come on, in the beginning. Um, yeah, I think it gets better though. I think yeah. that by the time you get to like episode three or four, you're going to be much more hooked. Yeah, yeah. The precociousness of uh, of the of the young Leia is it's almost too much. It's funny, but it's almost <laughs> it really too much. Is. It and uh, <laughs> and the uh, the Inquisitor, boy, she's angry. She's really angry. She uh, is awesome. She yeah. is awesome. And you know, I don't know why there were there were some fans that just like had a problem with her i'm yeah. like dude what, what 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 is wrong she's like this awesome villain what, what what's yeah. wrong with you no she's you know? she's definitely invested in the i am angry and about to take revenge on everyone i mean it's <laughs> just like right. dang sister i don't know what he did but it was obviously bad so it was very very yeah, bad yeah <laughs> anyway we'll uh we'll 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 visit on this later on willie waffle wafflemovies.com thank you my friend good to talk with you hey you got it next week we're gonna talk about a lot of christmas stuff so be ready 
what are we five hey, weeks away now five weeks away six I, weeks away huh? i just talk about what they put out man i know i know all right thanks <laughs> folks we'll right. see you uh monday have a great weekend shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show